Check, check. Mic check. Network production. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Dead. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. We are live this weekend, and uh, yeah, it's uh, going to be a good race. Round six, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships is uh, coming up in Southwick. Great race, uh, great track. So much history there. Loving to uh, love to talk about Southwick today on the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show with JT and Dan Truman. I want to thank the folks at Fly Racing, of course. Get it at motorsport.com. Get it at your local dealer. they got some great stuff. Love the Formula Helmet. Love the Kinetic Mesh as well. 2022 and a half Kinetic Mesh launched a month ago or so. Great colors, great fitment. Super, super ventilated and all of that. Thank you to the folks at uh, Fly Racing Moto 60. Uh, you're listening to that. Thank you to FMF Goggles, Pro Taper, Plum Creek Funding, Max's Tires, all on board with us. As are you, 702-586-7857. 702-586-PULP if you want to chat. About uh, Southwick or anything coming up this weekend. Uh, looking forward to uh, giving away some prizes as well. FMF goggles to give away this week this week on the show, as well as a f- set of Fly Racing Zone Pro goggles. Thank you to the folks at uh, Fl- uh, FMF Vision, of course. They continue to expand the range. You knew them for horsepower, right? You knew them for exhaust. You knew them for horsepower. They now have a full line of goggles, lifestyle sunglasses, the new all-new line of glasses feature a unique balance between FMF's traditional style and modern fashion. The collection offers considerable value while hitting a des- highly desirable price point. Mirror lens coming at $59, bucks, polarized or $69, bucks, eight frames, each in three distinct colorways are now available at FMF Vision dealers around the world. FMFRacing.com to experience the entire FMF Vision line. Thank you to ProTaper as well. Uh, ProTaper.com, the rock star energy Husqvarna guys use ProTaper sprockets and chains and bars. The star racing guys use the bars. The ACF bar is the first carbon fiber reinforced aluminum handlebar on the market. It is the lightest handlebar out there as well. ProTaper.com for more information on that product. And, of course, they came out with the crossbarless handlebar way back in uh, uh, the early 90s with Bradshaw. Blew everybody's minds, and uh, yeah, they continue to elevate and innovate the game. ProTaper.com. Taking your calls over there, holding things down. He's back in for a week, and he'll be back in on Monday as well. D. This legendary tits, what's up? Yeah, buddy, glad to be here. I'm going to ask you a question that I'm going to ask the two guests on the phone today. Okay. We're five rounds into Ryan Dungey's comeback. Yes. You are a Ryan Dungey super fan. Yes. Has this been successful? I would say absolutely. I think there's still more to come. I think, like you have said before, that that podium is just right there, just needs a little bit of luck on his side. Um, But I know that, according to what a lot of the other people, you yourself included, at the beginning were thinking, maybe he'll be scratching top tens, you know, that type of thing. And he's Mm -hmm. been right in that 
top five, top seven area there. So uh, in general, yes, I'm happy, and Ryan seems to be happy as well. So that's all that matters. Breaking news. Ryan Dungey, super fan, thinks the Ryan Dungey's comeback has been successful. Yes, Breaking news. and there's even more to come. All right, fantastic. Yes. Yep. Let's get uh, let's get Jason Thomas on the line if we can as well. Giving away a set of FFMF goggles, like I said, to a caller, as well as a set of Fly Racing Zone Pro goggles. We're taking your calls, 702-586-7857, uh, if you want to uh, chat about that and more. Uh, let's get Adam number one first up. Adam, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, so on the, on the fantasy show, you guys seem to all know what's going on with Anthony's and the Firepower Honda 450. Um, but no one really wants to say what part it is. If it's a factory part, what, why are we holding back on that? Uh, I don't think it's a factory part. From what I hear, he's got clutch problems. Those guys know more than I do, and they were being very vague. I just hear he's having a clutch issue on the bike, you know, uh, but I don't know what extent, you know, what's going on, um, anything else, just a clutch issue. So, I, 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 I mean, I just can't see, you know, there's a lot of CRF 450s out on the track with that work fine all moto, you know, factory and privateers. So when those guys are talking about they don't know if they can, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm confused because it seems like a lot of riders don't have problems with clutches on the CRF 450s. So right, yeah. I'm picking them. Throw a factory cover on there if we need to. I'm picking them. Some, yeah, okay. I, I don't, I, I picked them last week, so I got bent over. So. All right, yeah. Well, you can't pick them this week. You're going to be so mad. Yeah. Hopefully he screws you too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks for calling, man. Uh, thanks thank for calling. You. All right, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, Max Anstey, big. Uh, he's been riding at Southwick. He's been practicing at Southwick. He's a Euro, so he's got good sand skills. We know that, and uh, he'll be a surprise this weekend for Pulp Mix Fantasy. His handicap went up, and uh, you know, yeah, bike bike bombs on the team. Couldn't finish either moto, so there is that going on um, with the team and the bike. But I mean, again, I can't believe it that they don't. Um, that they don't, they can't fix this thing, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't see it. So, uh, we'll cheer on Max Hansi. And if it doesn't work this weekend again, maybe the team should just not show up anymore. Uh, let's go to Brian. Brian, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, boys. Steve, hope you're uh, well. Happy Thursday. Thank you. So, yeah, of course. So, a little bit of a dark horse pick for the two fifties this week. Um, I realize uh, in order to get five, he's only got one more mulligan to uh, to take care of this. But you know, hey, I think this is uh, I think this is Moseman's weekend. Uh, I know he and the ground are pretty well well acquainted, and were last year as well. Yeah, I don't know, but think, but think about this though: is that obviously you know he was really faster last year, and I realize the surfaces are different or the sand surfaces are different, but. Uh, he was good in uh, in 2019 at WW as well. So I kind of think this might be a, uh, I think this might be a shot. I think I'm, I think I'm into the RJ category um, with Moseman. Like, could totally happen, right? Could totally yeah. go on, but then, yeah, you have no idea when and where. You don't know, yeah. like, like sure, like if you tell me like, hey, Moseman podiums and wins a moto at Southwick, I'd be like, okay. But then, if you told yep. me Moseman goes seven eight with a crash, I'm like, yeah, 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 I get that too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it it, it is so uh, it is so hot scotch, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But the other thing I was gonna oh sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, the other thing I was gonna ask you is, and maybe you covered this on Pulp the other night. I admit I wasn't able to get it yet. I'll uh, we'll go get the archives. But um, how does a guy like Mitch not allow someone like Ryder D to ride the first two races and instead of? Uh, Red Button, Spring Creek, because I realize an A title is great at Loretta's. Uh, but, man, if you got a shot of, of if he was a consistent top five or seven runner, 
how come you how come like Mitch wouldn't give Ryder D a shot of the first two to kind of figure that out or figure out if that's a mirage or not instead of the middle of the season? Well, he probably had Forkner and McAdoo, right? And he was full yep. and he was ready to go and had his team set. And then of yep. course McAdoo and Forkner go out and yeah, now he needs riders. So and, and maybe and maybe Ryder D had a qualifier, had a regional area or something going on, right? Who knows? Sure. Sure. But the other thing is if is if Forkner was for sure hurt at the beginning of the year or before outdoors started and they were just taking a chance on him that's the other reason why i'd wonder you know why not there but yes he may have had a regional however you know those guys are qualifying at least two or three or two or three areas so i mean he could have he could have made it yeah but sure but if they thought forkner was good to go um you know i mean yes the injury happened before outdoors but obviously forkner was like yeah i'm good right they can't plan on forkner leaving so um Gotcha. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I I don't know. I I just feel like, you know, yeah. it wasn't in the plan. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, Star did it with with their two, and and now they're going to struggle to get an A title at Loretta's. I mean, I'm sure they'll be all right. Yeah. Who cares about A titles at Loretta's, right? I I, I, no, think, I agree. I think these teams are realizing that a little bit. I talked to somebody at an OEM yeah. this week, and they were like, "Yeah, dude, it doesn't really move the needle for us that much anymore, and the the, the philosophy has switched a little bit." So, yeah. Yep. So. Manager your time at Southwick. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Thank you. See you, brother. All right, see you. That's Brain uh, there and uh, Fly Racing Motor 60 Show. Again, thank you to Fly Racing. Get it at motorsport.com. Get it at your local dealer. And uh, uh, we'll, uh, let's go to our first guest here, flyracing.com. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? Not too much. You guys are uh, just going to toss the amateur programs out the window, or is that what's uh, happening today? Well, um, no, but I feel like – with Star keeping uh, LeBlanc up, and you know the the person I spoke to said that Ryder D's titles, you know, it's great, but uh, if he had crushed it, he would stay uh, as a pro. Now that's you know probably not going to happen. So they were ready to keep him on the team if he had really you know done great. So maybe there's a little bit less emphasis being played out here. Um, you know, some, somebody that I talked to said, you know, hey man, like we're we love the Loretta stuff, but yeah, it's not the end of the world if these guys don't do it. So, well, hold on. That's two different, two different things. You just said we love the Loretta's world, and yeah. then you're also saying, but they don't care anymore. No, no. They just, if the guy's ready for pros, he's ready for pros. LeBlanc, they thought LeBlanc was. And if, Ren, yeah. if, uh, if um, Ryder D had crushed it, you know, they were like ready like to move he, on. I mean, he ran, he ran top five for like 20 minutes. Yeah, I guess that wasn't enough, though. <laughs> okay. So I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what LeBlanc or Romano did that wasn't what Ryder D did. Well, just two different. Yeah, two different uh, people looking at him. Two different people making decisions, right? So, okay. If Ryder D had crushed it, I was told he was going to be staying on the team, and that wasn't crushing it. And I'm with you. What do you want the kid to do for his first national? And he went down. Right up front. I mean, he did better. Second. He did better than Ricky Carmichael did at his first race. Like I, I don't. I mean, pretty close anyway. Yeah, like, I, but I that 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 is not a standard anymore, right? We know that the Carmichael and Bradshaws and all those guys that came in back in our day and turned pro. Like that's not the standard when you have Tomac winning his second national ever and Canard doing like that's the new standard for amateurs, right? We, I, you know, I remember Button coming out of Loretta's and being the number one uh, Loretta's rider of all time when he turned pro, and he literally got like 18, 17 at his first race or something, right? Those are what you used to do. I think the bar has changed a little bit now for what these teams expect amateurs to do based on some of the guys we've seen. Bogle, 
Bogle led, right? Didn't Bogle lead 15 minutes of his second national or first national, right? So Yeah, I think so. You right, know. so I think that that's the, the new standard, right? So I, I'm not saying it's fair. Or it's it's just that's where they're at with, with pros. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't. I guess I disagree with the premise. I, I thought – I thought Ryder did incredibly well. He he surpassed my expectations. Um, he got a little bit tired, Sakamoto, but yeah. speed. I mean, if you're if you want to go back to Salt Lake, and that wasn't his best effort. That's the last time we really saw him. So coming from Salt Lake to Redbud, I was very very impressed. Yeah, so I'll, I'm I with take you. The other side, I guess. I'm with you. I thought it was fine, and especially you know how much energy he had to work up coming from last to 14th in Moto One, right? Like. Yep. That's a lot of work. So I, me, myself, fine with that. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, right now, if the team had to send LeBlanc down, I think they would do that. They can't anymore. But I think that they would be like, oh, wait, because LeBlanc and Romano are starting to get eaten up here as the races go on. Yeah, and, and maybe the same thing would happen to Ryder D. You don't really know. Um, but, yeah, anyway, I, I just uh, – if, if anybody watched that Red Bud race and, and didn't think Ryder D lived up to any sort of expectation, I would like to have that debate with them because that was a, that was a pretty strong showing. Like he, to me, he proved he can go with those guys, which is all you really need to do yeah. to show you're a pro. The rest of it can be ironed out. There, there are going to be a lot of rough edges that need to be worked on. But if you can go the pace and you are good enough to race with those guys who are in the middle of their season, just jumping in, that, that's plenty. But flip side, and I agree with you for the most part, flip side, Romano led, you know, round two or round yep. one. Uh, LeBlanc was good. Romano, they've got starts. And we've, for three weeks now, we have yet to see LeBlanc and Romano flash three weeks in a row now. And you almost wonder, did they rush him? Not saying they did. We don't know. It's, a, it's early. It's round five rounds. So let's, you know, let's not make any judgment on that. But you wonder. Did they rush it a little well, bit? Well, and they they changed the plan, you know. So if you want to say they rushed, they changed the plan, they maybe they shouldn't have changed the plan. I could I could go along with that. You know, the the plan was to go and see how they did, and then have them race Loretta's, and then they were like, no, these guys are too good for that. And I think they're finding out that maybe that would have worked out. Um, and, and it's not really for me so much about those two. You know, Star made their decisions, but I just. If there, is, if there is a tone more about Ryder D not living up to it, then I would. that's where I kind of come in. The, the LeBlanc and Romano thing, I'm just kind of like shrug my shoulders, and they're either going to pan out or they're not, and that team doesn't have a lot of patience. So, right. you know, Godspeed to them to figure it out. Right, um, right now, Romano and LeBlanc look a lot like Thrasher and Fry. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I mean, early. Thrasher, it's early. Like Thrasher's won races in both of his – Rookie year, you know, rookie year he won two, and this year he won one. So I give him a little bit more lenience. Like he needs to be more consistent. But like that's yeah. all Lake race. Like get out of here. Like right. and the the two Atlanta rounds. Like it's clearly there. The Fry thing. Yeah, we we all know, know that should have happened the way it did. But I think the jury's still out. You know, and I'm oh, that's yeah. why I said yep. I'm, yep. I'm shrugging my shoulders on those two. I don't I don't necessarily have any preconceived notions yet. Um, but. When you when you put them out there early, or if you consider it early, you know they you have to perform. Like there's just no there's no mercy and there is no leash when you're on that team because you're on the best equipment. Everybody expects you to perform now. So I'm with you, shrugging shoulders, like yeah, whatever, right? We'll see. Uh, where are we at with Jalik Swole? 
I mean, he signed up for another year, but is this a bad decision by the team? Is this kid, you know, he he won a national last year, got a little fortunate, but still, hey, mm-hmm. a win is a win. He would have got second if, if not winning. Um, and I, he's stood on the box in the Supercross, but, man, I don't know. Yeah, I don't – I think he should be very happy that he got a deal signed. Um, you know, I, I don't know where that weighs in on – how he's performing now, you know, I, I don't see a lot of fight in him when he's out there right now. I know he's been beat up, um, but I just don't see, I don't see anything near that Mount Morris level that we saw last year. And, and we've seen little flashes of it. Like Kingtown one moto was pretty good for a while, but running around in 20th in that first moto this weekend was pretty disheartening. Um, I just, you know, you can't get passed by, guys on inferior equipment and teams lacking the resources. Like you are a well-paid factory level rider in the 250 class. Like you just can't simply get 20th without something going wrong. Like you can't ride the whole moto. In, and when you come in, they say what happened and you don't have something to really push back with. Like you can't be 20th. You just can't do it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he knows that. I'm sure the team knows that, you wow. know, and that's why I say he's, he should be very thankful that he has a deal locked up because he doesn't necessarily have to answer those questions. He just kind of just has to get better between now and you know it's, sometime early next year. It's not even the run twentieth; it's to go backwards to twentieth. You know what right? I mean? And that's like, what I yeah, mean. Like, like it wasn't a like, crash. No, it wasn't no. any. It was just you got twentieth, and you deserved to get twentieth because yeah. you got past late to go to twentieth. You know, late in the moto. Yep. Uh, Southwick this weekend. Let's talk about that round six, halfway point of the series. Where are you at with Southwick? Uh, it was gone for the re- gone from the series for a few years there. I uh, I've always loved it. I, I I wish we almost we had a Lomo, uh, but this is the best we could do. I love the different terrain. I, I like the old town uh, Fenway Park feel of the place where you're driving into the middle of a town and there's a track there, and it's certainly gotten less sandy from when I first started and you first started there, and the tracks changed a little bit. But I, I'm still a fan of this place. I, I I love it. I'm glad it's on the schedule. Yeah, it's it's one of the more iconic events, I think. Um, you know, as a racer, it wasn't my favorite. There, there were a lot of aspects that were difficult. It wasn't that I disliked the track, but dealing with the locals was really tough. Um, it just added this extra. You know, you already have your regulars that are – it's hard enough. Like, it's such a brutally difficult sport. And then you add in, for me, at my level, another probably five to ten guys that could go fast, at least for 15 or 20 minutes that you just had to deal with. Qualifying was always challenging. Like this weekend, if if I would be in A practice, which I was, I had to deal with the guys that were in B practice that were going to go really fast for one lap. And that was challenging because now you're on a rougher track and these guys know the track better than you do. And you've got to be basically your best or you're like on the bubble. Like it wasn't an easy qualifying day uh, when the 450s went first. So they're just all these little nuances that made it tougher. Um, I did get fairly decent results there. So it wasn't like I couldn't overcome any of those things, but um, yeah, I think for me, you know, there's two things. There's me personally, my challenges, but then as the race overall, I really enjoy the history of it. You look back at how much of an influence that NESC played on this race itself. It produced heroes like John Dowd and Doug Henry and all these guys that went on to national fame. But when you go back there, there's truly like this local race feel and vibe to it because they do have all those local guys showing up that I had a really tough time with, but all the fans come out to support them. You can hear them screaming to those guys all the way around the track. 
the Robbie Marshalls and just all those guys year after year, it seems like always there's a guy that's trying to make a breakout at that, uh, that national kind of peaking. Chris Canning, um, there's, there's just always somebody. When we come around on Max Hansey for this weekend, we had a caller earlier asking about you guys, uh, you know, hinting at bike issues and everything else for on the fantasy pod. Uh, where are you at with uh, Max Anstey? Um No, not really. I, um, I'm still concerned with the bike because the issues that they're having, it's not just a, oh, that, that's no problem. We can fix that and we'll be, go back to it. They're kind of trying to sort some things out, and they're hoping they found a solution to it. But until they get out there on Saturday and they put it through the paces in a – because you can't – it's really difficult to replicate those conditions as hard as you try. Um, so, he sure, he could, he could finish, could have no problems, whatever, but they've had – a lot of issues with the same part on this motorcycle, so I don't necessarily have any confidence in that. Nah, we're good. We're strong. Uh, I, I know you're like, you don't even think twice about it, but I don't really understand that. I think it's more like your shtick. Um, I'm trying to be a little bit more reasonable, and uh, I don't think not, everything's just perfect yet. You're not a former factory mechanic. You don't have the expertise that I do when it comes to motors and engines and right, you know, that right, kind of yeah. Southwick prep. Yeah, so. I, know, I know nothing ever failed on you either, so I, I get it. Um, so uh, Eli Tomac really suited well to Southwick, right? Like this is, this is going to suit him well? It should. It okay, should. but wait, um, wait, wait. I'm with you, except he hasn't won his last three times at Southwick. Try where I was going, like I, I was standing alongside the track watching him last year, like kind of like rubbing my chin, going, "I don't know what he's doing." Right. We actually watched together, if you remember. We did. Uh, we did. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, if you get if you tell me it's the UI on the Yamaha that's normal, doesn't have these weird days. Okay, sure. Yeah, he should win, but. I it's always like the same question with him is like, are we getting normal Eli? Or are we getting strange Eli that is out of character? I think we get the former because that's what we've seen the most of this okay. year. All right. Um, and and on top of that, I don't. When I look at this field, I don't see anybody in it that I'm like, oh yeah, he's going to be a Southwick monster, other than Eli. You know, Kenny. That second moto kind of scared me last weekend. Um, that wasn't great as far as like what we're fearful of with Kenny. I don't think this is Chase's best terrain either. You know, we're missing Ferrandis, who would be the guy that I would immediately point to. So Anderson, you can't say he's like a sandmaster either. So who mm-hmm. is going to be the guy that would step up and get in the way of Eli if we're not picking Eli? Well, Kenny said he was sick, I guess, uh, you know, last week. So, He's got that. I would pick a hundred percent Roxon as a guy, but I I would think hundred percent Roxon could only battle Eli to a draw. It's not like he's better, right? He's good, uh, but peak Eli is just as good in the sand. But just a weird stat. Hasn't won his last three there. That's all, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I'm sure if you went back through the history books, there are a bunch of those for Eli because he wasn't that great from like twenty through twenty and twenty one. You had a lot of ups and downs, so I bet yeah. that's a trend that you could find. All right, let's get to the phone calls. We got Jeremy on three to talk to uh, Jason Thomas. Jeremy, what's up, man? What's your question for JT? You there, Jeremy? Hey, what's hey, up? You got me? Yep. Um, so I wanted to know, you know, with Sexton, the speed that obviously he's showing this outdoors is is probably one of his best yet. And then Jets, I mean, you know, Jet is Jet. We probably can forecast his future. Is the Honda, is the Carmichael Honda curse about to end? What do you think, JT? I mean, it certainly could. Um, 
there's a long way to go, and Eli has all the momentum. So if you're telling me, you know, gun to my head, take your pick, I, I choose Eli. I've been choosing Eli to win the championship the whole year. So I don't, I don't necessarily think anything is, is a shoe-in. But, I mean, there's no, it's really a two-horse race at this point. So, you know, take your pick and make your bet. Yeah, I don't. I don't see. I don't see uh, Sexton beating Eli this summer, but I definitely see with where where Honda could be going. Maybe next year, um, the Carmichael curse, you know, coming to an end. Maybe not this summer, but I don't know. But the you know, Carm- in the in the yeah. near future, yeah, the Carmichael curse is. Yeah, it's. I mean, I get it. They haven't won since then, but dude, they've won so many races and come so close with Kenny. Like I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's much of a curse. I'm not a curse guy. <laughs> I got you. All right. You want a pair of goggles? Hey, Steve, hey, Steve one more thing, if you don't mind. Yeah. So, um, my son, he's uh, he, he's riding a KTM SXC5, and uh, we went to our last uh, regional for Loretta's a couple weekends ago. And um, so, he wanted some fresh graphics. So, I freshened him up on some gra- on the graphics. And just so happened to throw a, uh, a Pulp MX, you know, logo on there for him. He listens every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but man, our results just, they, uh, man, they, they were not good. Do you think that the, the Pulp, you know, logo uh, has anything to do with it? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, outside of Enzo Lopes, I can't think of a Pulp sticker endorsement that really went well. Uh, I think our Enzo well. deal was good. Um, I failed to think of another time where we put a sticker on a guy and it, and it really shone through. Maybe... I mean, McAdoo did pretty well at straight rhythm, but he still, you know, didn't even make the semifinals. So, I don't know, man. Yeah, I feel like that you should probably put some tape over it. Like it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get idea. the sharpie out. Do you, uh, we'll get the sharpie do you want a pair out. of goggles from Fly Racing? No, man, sure. Yeah, we'll take them. All right, uh, put, put you on hold. We'll get your information. Fly Racing Zone Pro goggles going right to you. Official goggle of uh, Justin Brayton, who took that thing to took those goggles to a podium. Uh, JT, before we wrap it up here, uh, Dan Truman coming up next on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show, by the way. Uh, thanks to the folks at Get uh, and Athena as well for coming on. Um, we're five races into Ryan Dungey's comeback. Success or failure? No, success. Uh, without a doubt. Yeah, w- without a doubt. Um, you know, I think the ultimate success will be when he does get this podium overall, uh, which is coming. I-, I truly believe that. I think it's going to happen. I mean, he look how close he was at High Point just a couple weeks ago. And for me, I, I didn't really have any expectations at all. I thought it would be much more difficult. And I think I thought he would really struggle to find the pace of guys like Anderson and Roxon and these guys. But I mean, not every single moto out there, but most of the time he's right on the pace. Like, he's in there battling, passing them back. I mean, he led, he was leading at Mount Morris. Like, I, I don't see how anybody could say this has been a failure. I, I would argue that vehemently. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think it's been good. I thought he'd be a little closer to the podium at times after the first round. But, you know, we've seen some ones where he's off the pace. But, yeah, he's been right there. He's led a lap. Uh, he's run third a lot or a few times already. So, yeah. You know, yeah, I, I think um, you know we we've, we've talked about this a lot, but the fact that he's been gone so long is clearly the the topic. But I also think like his age has to be brought into that, and I don't think enough people have talked about that because it's like it's not just that he was gone for six years and the sport evolved; he got older during that time. So it's like this double whammy of a negative effect for him to try to come back. And I don't know, I man. I've seen it. I've, I've taken a couple years off and tried to go ride with these guys and i you know i'm not comparing myself to him by any means but i can relate to that challenge a little bit 
it's hard, man. I, I've been thoroughly impressed by him, by his attitude, his optimism. I truly think he's enjoying himself, which is I, it's cool for me to see because I wouldn't want him to come back. And that's so often what happens. These guys come back and they're like, damn it, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have done this. Um, but I have seen nothing but him with a smile on his face from day one when we showed up at Fox Raceway. Something I thought of last week and I asked him afterwards was, so he's in Minnesota and he's grinding it out by himself. No J-Mart. He's injured. Troll train's not there yet. And, you know, he's got a limited number of tracks that he can ride. And he's not at the goat farm with guys and, and, and all that. And he did say, like, he's like, I feel that he told me the tracks in Minnesota that he rides on during the week are plenty tough enough, plenty rough enough, plenty good enough. But he said he, he does miss having someone to chase or someone to chase him or somebody, you know, to kind of mark himself against. He said, even if I'm lapping the guy, just someone to pace myself with to push. He doesn't have that. And, and that's something that, you know, whether it's Baker's Place or the goat farm, it's always a competition during the week, right? So that was something that he said maybe hurts him a little bit. Yeah, I would think so. And, um, you know, it's when I first saw that he you – know, I've been on a couple fights with him. We were going back to Minneapolis. And on the fights, I was kind of thinking about it. I was like, what is his program during the week like? And you know what his program was when it created all of that success. And it was just grinding. And you're competing against some of the other best guys in the sport day in and day out. But I think Ryan is so self-disciplined that he can make it work. Um, the only thing that's probably tough is finding enough intensity leading into the week or during the week uh, to replicate what's going to happen on Saturday. But the fitness and all that stuff, like he is so self-driven. I mean, the guy was on the cover. Of, you know, he's in ESPN the magazine for like the body issue. That's how fit the guy is. So I didn't really worry about that. But it's tough to force yourself to go fast enough to feel comfortable because you're going to do it on Saturday, but to do it during the week, man, you almost have to have that competitiveness with someone else driving you. And I don't think he's really had that. Like you said, 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. we got Jason Thomas on the line here. Dan Truman coming up as well. I want to thank the folks at Plum Creek funding. Uh, both JT and I have used Plum Creek for some uh, houses over the years. If you're looking to purchase a home in 2022, if you're a first time buyer or investor, Plum Creek funding has programs to suit your needs. Already own a home. If you're looking to pull money out, Lower your rate. Contact a professional with over 25 years of experience. And they got 12 different states they can do this in now as well. And he's a moto guy, so you know he's got your best interests at heart. Reach out to Zach Morris today, 720-212-4685. Uh, 720-212-4685. Zach at PlumCreekFunding.com for more information. Thank you to those guys for coming on the show. All right, JT, before I let you go here, and we got some calls still uh, on hold as well. Before I let you go here, uh, give me your MXDN team right now. I'm going to stick with the same team I've been with. It would be uh, Tomac Sexton and Justin Cooper on okay. the 250. Um, I, I think there is an outside chance that, that changes, but for right now, I, I think that's what we go with. All right, and give me your winners for Southwick. I'll go Tomac. I don't, I just, as we talked about, I don't really have a reason to avoid that. Um, and then it's going to be the Jet and Hunter show. I'm pretty confident in that. I think they have a pretty sizable lead over third place this weekend. Hunter went 1-1 last year, so I would want to leave that lean that way. But if you really look at every time these two have kind of gone up against each other, heads up, Jets kind of got the best of them. You know, it maybe comes down to the last lap, but Jets just had a little bit more each time out. And you look at it last week, he looked like he was significantly better um, when they were head-to-head. So I'll, I'll stick with Jet. All right, fair enough. Yeah, can't go wrong with that. It's pretty easy these days to do that, right? So, yep. um, All right, thanks for calling, man. Fly Racing, okay. flyracing.com. Thank you. Uh, that's Jason Thomas, everybody. Coming up, Dan Truman on the show as well. Thank you to the folks at uh, Maxxis Tires.
A-Ray, Cade, putting Max's tires in Supercross-made events this past year, developed by Jeremy McGrath. The MXSTs are a much, much improved version over the other uh, Max's tires over the years. And please check them out again, Maxxis.com, to learn more. Light truck tires, trailer tires, mountain bike tires. Their minion tires on mountain bikes are really, really good, and you'll know that they've been around a long time for mountain bike tires and done good work. A lot of top-level downhill guys and such use Maxxis tires. So please check out Maxxis.com. And the folks at Get and Athena to talk more about that. It's Dan Truman. How things at Get and Athena, Dan? Today's a great day. We got uh, a couple shipments in. Oh. So, uh, we got about 20 or 30 pallets of parts, which is, yeah, is a, it's like Christmas when we get these <laughs> shipments in. So, um, yeah, we'll be, we'll be pulling some all-nighters and, and yeah. getting some, I mean, they literally don't even go on the shelf. We, we receive the items and they, they just go back out the order. What, so. uh, what's crushing it right now for you guys? I, I mean, knock on wood, it's everything right now. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, cylinder kits and, and on the get stuff, it's the ECUs we can't keep in stock. There's just a huge shortage with uh, with products to build the electronics, and we were able to outsource some of the components ahead of time when this happened, so mm-hmm. we were able to keep making ECUs, which is really good. Um, so, yeah, it's just, right now it's just trying to fill back orders. It's not so much on new product and things like that, just filling current orders. Well, so. hopefully I can make your life a little harder. If you want a discount from Get and Athena, email us using the contact form on pulpamex.com, and we'll pass it on to Dan, and he'll give you a Pulp Show listener discount. Uh, all right, Dan, a couple of places I can go with this. Uh, first of all, Joe Schmoda, uh, man, he won Red Bud. He rode so good in that first moto, passing Hunter and taking the win. The second moto, he rode really well to come up from way back, crash on the first lap to win. And, like, let's face it, like, Hunter and Jet, they've been pulling away. They've been winning by huge margins. They've been pushing each other. This week at Red Bud was the first time that someone stayed with them, pushing hard, right? Now, Jet did break away in that second moto. I get it. Uh, but Schmoda had been... Uh, um, fallen and come up that first moto though they were also pushing and schmoda stayed with them can is this is this for real is this something we can uh, we can we can see what happens uh, a couple things i mean I, I think joe has been riding great we've seen this in the last couple of years at some outdoors he shows up and rides really really well i think we overhyped him a little bit coming into supercross this year uh, myself being one person i was high on the schmoda train coming in and i think he put pressure on himself and and maybe failed Jet and Hunter's ride at Red Bud. Um, I mean, they had issues Moto One, right? Um, mm-hmm. We internally we know what those issues were, and I think Hunter had to back it down. I think Hunter could have won Moto One had he had. Obviously, Jet was gone Moto One mm-hmm. when they had issues. Yes, Joe was staying there, but I think they go one two in that Moto. Um, there were some changes made for Moto Two, and, and they had to, you know, they had to work with the, what they had. Let's just say that. And I think that. Um, I think like what JT said this weekend, I think it'll be the Jet and Hunter show, 1-2. But, uh, yeah, I mean, credit to Joe. He rode awesome. I'd love to see the PC team back up front winning. It's been a while since they've won some races and championships, so I would love to see them win. Yeah, it's cool. Good for Mitch. And I made a note into my column this week. McAdoo and Schmoder have been the two most successful guys for PC, and they both had to do tryouts. Now, I don't know if that says what's going on with Team Green and Cowie or Mitch himself, but literally – Schmoda and McAdoo had to ride for their rides, couple, you know, last few years. Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, I, I listened earlier when you were talking about Ryder D and was his ride at Red Bud worthy or not. And it's just tough in Mitch's position, right? He gets – you know, he doesn't have to sign these guys, but, like, Jet Reynolds was – he was the best thing on an amateur, on a minibike. I mean, nobody has – nobody was as good as him in mm-hmm. any level, not RV or Alessi or any of these guys. And then just as a pro, it hasn't went that way, right? And Mitch has him locked into a deal. So – there really just isn't a spot for Ryder right now on Pro Circuit. So, 
Well, he can stay amateur next year again, but I don't think he wants to. Yeah, I mean, he he can for sure. I mean, he can stay amateur, be Team Green, and then probably go to Pro Circuit. But in my opinion, he's ready to turn pro. Right. You know, he, I think he so ran too. top. Yep. He ran top five for a long time, and I think you look at Jet's path. It was a little bit different, but as soon as he he raced Loretta's one time, he didn't even win. Jalik beat him. You know what I mean? And then he went and drove in a van to the to the races with his dad. Like being a pro is the goal. So. I know Timmy has told you and he's told me Loretta's really doesn't mean anything anymore like it used to. Not anything. I don't want to say that, but yeah. it's not. it doesn't hold as much weight as it used to. No, look at LeBlanc staying, right? And if Ryder D had crushed it, he would stay. Um, these teams are not selling their souls for A championships, A-class A championships or B-class championships. You know? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, there is some of that. Uh, Ryan Dungey's comeback. Success? Failure? Do we know yet? Uh, I mean, I think it's I think it started off maybe better than than he thought it would, but I do think uh, I, I think it's a success. Like realistically, I mean, if he passes Barsha last weekend, he gets third overall. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, if he if he can pass Barsha, so I think that um, I think these next two races he'll be close to the podium again. And I mean, he's fifth in points. He's ahead of Christian Craig. I think it's a success. Six years, like JT mentioned, he's gotten older. Mm-hmm. He's not riding with those guys. I did talk. I've talked to Ryan a bunch about maybe coming to Florida. And he hasn't said it, but I really think his agreement with his family is yeah, that yeah. they would let him come back and race. Uh, in return, he would be at home during the week. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, he mentioned to me that having someone there would would help, probably help him. You know? Yeah, and yeah. I mean, again, he didn't say that, but I think that's yeah. why he's not, say, in Florida riding with you right. know, Jet Hunter or yeah. at Alden's or any of these other places. So, right. um, yeah, maybe that's maybe that's hurting him a little bit, but I think it's a success. He's doing great. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's talk about AP. David wants to talk about uh, Aaron Plessinger. Uh, David, what's going on? What's your uh, what's your question about Aaron Plessinger? Hey, how you doing today, guys? Good. Well, my I guess my question is, uh, I mean, I love AP. He's great for the sport. I love watching him ride. But do do we feel that that the KTM instead of the star was possibly not a good move? At this point, you'd have like he, yeah. No, at this point, you'd have to kind of think that. But you know, he told me he was healthy, so I don't. I know his injury wasn't great, uh, but he told me he was healthy. So, you know, he's kind of he's been a top ten guy. Uh, that's not terrible, uh, but it certainly isn't stellar either. And Dan, I would like to see him get a bit better at this point. You know, we're five rounds in. Yeah, he's kind of fallen just into that tier two, tier three group behind those top guys, and he's not he's not really fighting for top five the podiums. I thought that he would get better through the year. I know his injury was, was pretty serious. Um, he didn't get a ton of time to test with the bike. But, I mean, if you're KTM right now and your top guy is Ryan Dungy, it's not good, right? Well, like, I just – what happened to AP Moto2 at High Point before he twisted that leg? Like, he was on fire. Literally one moto this year we've been yeah. we've been impressed by him. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's been uh, – I think it's been okay. It's just okay. I don't, I don't think it sucks. Uh, I don't think AP's, I don't necessarily yeah. say that the star thing would have been better. I mean, his injury, he got second at like the second Supercross, right? Like, he, he was good. I think that there was issues with the team and the bike, and then he had an injury, and yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I to, think me, it, to me, sorry to interrupt you, uh, to me, uh, he's Jake Weimer, he's um, uh, um, Dean Wilson, he's these, he's as a 5 to 10 guy, and, and he's going to make a good career and a good amount of money and surprise us every now and then and be a solid fan base and, and that's what Aaron Plessinger is to me. Yeah. You know? And that's not bad. That. Yeah, that's no. not that's not like, you know, 
bad. That's just what you got to remember. Everybody ahead of him is a champion too. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Exactly right. He won the outdoor title and he won yeah. a Supercross title, but so did everybody ahead of him, right? So, yeah. uh, all right, let's get to Ezra on one. Ezra, what's up, man? Hey. Um, so I've, we've seen a lot of guys um, signing Supercross only deals, and um, there's a bunch of different champions from Supercross and Motocross. And I was wondering if you guys see Supercross and Motocross uh, going in the future. If there's like two totally different rosters, no, um, no, I don't. I mean, as no. well, we, I talked about, we talked about this with Wygan a few weeks ago on here. Like, look, we had McGrath Supercross only, Larocco, Wyndham, Chad, James. This is nothing new, right? Tomac's going to be Supercross only right. next year. We think Roxon will be, Webb will be Supercross only. This is nothing new. We've seen this come and go, and I don't believe it'll be a, a change where we'll see two different rosters i don't think any of that will happen just if you're older and you uh have raced for a while and you want to go supercross only there'll be some deals for you there but what do you think dan yeah i mean i've heard justin cooper's on a motocross only deal uh, as of right now for for next year because he can't race 250 supercross i don't know if that'll happen i think he'll find a way to race 450 supercross but there's not enough money in outdoors only to see like two rosters in my opinion where there's just you know, a motocross guys mm-hmm. and supercross guys, in my opinion. So yeah. I, I agree with you, Steve. There's going to be supercross only guys. There always will be. Um, the, it's the way teams work out. Guys get older. Guys start having kids and want to spend time with their family, and they can make almost the same money to race supercross only. So they're like, hey, I'll just do this. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, we got world supercross showing up for sure, which is a little different, Ezra. But I don't see it being, you mm-hmm. know, the the death knell to the sport. I just, I just don't, because uh, we've seen it before. We've been there before. So. You know, right. That's cool, just me. Cool. Uh, do you want a pair of goggles, Ezra? Yeah, I would love it. All right, stay on yeah. hold. We'll get you some goggles. All right, thanks to the folks at uh, – these are the F fly goggles, right? We're giving the, He gets the fly ones? We gave the 100% away earlier. Uh, these are the flies, yes. All right, sounds good. Uh, Jake's on three. Jake, what's up, man? What the heck's going on, dude? What's hey, up? Can we good? What's up, bro? How are you guys? Um, so on that subject of, like – you know, the Dungey thing and AP and all that. I don't know if you guys heard, probably not, but James Stewart on his podcast was saying the way he's watching the bike and everything, he, he's thinking the KTM is looking real slow. And they're working really hard to go as fast as they're going. So it started to make sense to me kind of looking at, one, the results, and then, two, Dungey looks really good. You know, like he's not riding bad, so you think – Maybe he's kind of onto something with that. Well, maybe, but my, my comeback to Stu would be KTM knows how to make a faster bike, and that's the setting that Dunge picked, right, for whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, yeah, making yeah. horsepower ain't hard on a, on a 450. They can do it. Um, no, see, that's, that was kind of what I was thinking, too. I just kind of heard, like, a little YouTube snip this morning right, from right, it, and I'm like, right. well, I mean, I, I could agree, and then I could also say exactly what you said. Like, I mean, they, they've always had a fast bike. So. Yeah, yeah. And none of the 450s I mean, are slow, you know? Maybe Dunge's bike is, is slower than the other guys. Maybe. I don't know. And maybe Stu sees this, but my comeback would be, yeah, Ryan's obviously, hey, I can ride this thing for 30 minutes. Let's go with this setting. Right. You know? Yeah. So I think he Real uh, quick. I, I did. Think, I did. I did see the Stu clip, and if you listen to the whole okay. thing, Stu's not just talking about the, the engine, though. He's talking about the shock being slow, too. Um, I believe it. So the clip was just the clip, and he's saying, oh, Ryan's bike is slow. But in our group text this week, Steve, me and Parabinos, we did mention on Dungey's fast lap and qualifying, it was a perfect lap, and he missed the leap. And then he was like third or fourth. And it did just look like he just didn't have the power 
coming out of the turn. He didn't really make much of a mistake. Right. Um, but that was also me going, well, maybe Dunn just 34 or whatever he is, 31 or 30, whatever year, how old he is. And he was just like, man, I don't, <laughs> I don't really want to pull this leap right now. I didn't have a great, great drive for it, you know. But then in the motos, right. he was jumping it when yeah. no one else was. So yep. that yep. didn't really make any sense to me. So I, I did see what Stu seen. I actually text Paul that clip as well. And But like Steve says, the guys have packages that they can choose from. Coop had packages this year that were faster than others, but maybe that faster package doesn't work for Ryan elsewhere, right? So, yeah. um, right. But I, I will I will agree with Stu. I don't think the bike is perfect. Um, I think the bike. That's what I was thinking with AP too. You know, like because I mean I don't I don't feel like he's riding bad either. But I mean, yeah, his results aren't fantastic. So it's kind of kind of a bummer. I, mean, I like the, the only four fifty. The only four fifty KTM win in any professional level that I believe of is Marvin's win. I don't know that they've won a GP or yeah. any other yeah. race. Yeah. So, yeah. so one one other quick thing I wanted to, because you're always on X-Brand, dude. I've been wearing X-Brand for like a year and a half now. Yep. Every time I order something, dude, easy one or two days, no joke, one day or two days, nothing more. Yeah. Tear off, yeah, lenses, choice of, goggles, I love it. Choice it's, of champions everywhere. Uh, Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. No worries, dude. All right, thanks. And if I can, dude, at Redbud this weekend, my buddy John yesterday, he got airlifted. His name's Shelby. He's not doing fantastic. I just know a lot of his buddies listening to the show. I just shout out Shelby. Okay. Hopefully he's yeah. healing up, you know. Yeah, I hope so. Hope so, man. Oh, cool. thanks. thanks for the call. No worries, dude. Right. Have a good thanks, day. Good. Get, get better soon, Shelby, if you can, from the uh, Pulp family. Uh, Dan, so, um, yeah, I, I mean – I saw Dunge, same thing, didn't do it right on TV. But, I, yeah, he didn't get the drive he wanted, and he's 36 years old or whatever. He's just not, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's just yeah, like. Yeah, that, that, that's what I took it as. Right. But I, I did watch Stu's clip, and, and he had a good point with Malcolm and Supercross and some things. Obviously, I was in that circle, so I know what they were fighting and things like that. I think they need to figure out the bike for off season, and KTM will win races next year. They'll figure it out. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. I, I'm with you on that. Um, all right, Dan Truman here on the show, brought to you by the folks at Get and Athena, and thanks to the folks as well at uh, Plum Creek Funding, Pro Taper, FMF Goggles, Maxis, Get, Fly Racing, of course. Uh, Dan, 83 compound, we know you're there. You're, you're in there the trenches every week. What, what, um, how does practice go for the brothers, the Lawrence brothers? Like, is it a pretty equal thing? Do they, who starts first? Uh, uh, do they start at separate points of the track, or how does it go for practice? Yeah, it, it changes. Um, I mean, Hunter's pretty dominant on some days, uh, to be fair. Uh, but yeah, they switch it up a little bit. Um, their, their dad, uh, Darren Lawrence, he runs an awesome program for the boys. Um, he's helped them since day one. Obviously, he's both their practice bike guys. A lot of people don't know that. He works on both bikes. Um, Johnny O does their training. So, yeah, they, they ride together. Uh, Chance Hymas is there now as well, uh, a Honda guy, amateur trainer for Loretta. So he'll jump in, do motos. Uh, we got Drew Adams that jumps in, does motos. The guys all kind of ride together, and they rotate who starts first, who goes second, uh, things like that. But it changes day to day, you know. Um, one day Jet's really good, the next day Hunter's really good, and yeah, okay. I don't know. It's it's there's not really like so neither one of, neither one of them is a practice hero per se. Like, no, yeah, no, right. um, and but they do a lot of different things. You know, their their program is it's different. I'll say that they do different things than a lot of people I've seen. They're not just out there pounding forty minute motos. I'll tell you that they're they're smart about their training. They work really hard off the bike, on the bike. Um, I mean, for instance, yesterday, you know, they're obviously doing sand motos, you know, uh, getting ready for Southwick. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's a cool program to see. Um, they've really taken some of these younger kids like Chance Hymas and these guys under their wing, I think, and I think these kids are going to get better. So. Where do they go for sand? We have a sand track. Really? Where? I didn't think anywhere uh, is that sandy. Yeah, we built a sand track uh, off to the field by the two Supercross tracks. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like a minute minute 40. It's yeah. no jumps, just sand track. I didn't think uh, that property was sandy enough to get a true one. Yeah, you haven't been out in, since 09. No, things are different. I was there last year. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was there last year. Uh, Motocross the Nations team, lots of talk about that. I've been pounding the drum for Barsha on a 250. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I talked to an AMA person this week that says it's looking like Cooper, Sexton, and Tomac, which is fine. I'm, I'm understandable of that. But, uh, yeah, they keep not uh, really thinking about that, Dan. Yeah, I would love to see a 450 guy drop down. Uh, more for the fans that have been asking for it for years, and it's just like, hey, okay, we're trying everything possible, right? Like, you look at Aaron Plessinger, for instance, that we were just talking about. He was an outdoor 250 champion, the best of the best, and he's just a 10th place guy in the 450 class. I think that Justin Barsha, Jason Anderson, I think these guys are better than Justin Cooper. That's not a knock at Cooper. That's just saying that I think these guys are better. Um, I don't think Jason going to a PC 250 is going to happen. I know he said he would do it, but I don't think that they do that. Um, but I think Barsha dropping down makes a lot of sense. Uh, he will literally sacrifice his legs for America, and that's what I want. He's uh, and he's 150 pounds. He's he's not a big dude. Like I'm wor- Anderson seems like a bigger guy. Tomac, you know, all these. I think these guys putting these guys on 250s is a little different than putting Barsha, who has that style for a 250 and doesn't weigh much. Yeah. No. Yeah. I- I agree. I mean, I'm not against. I'm not against Cooper. Don't get me wrong, but he has shown when he doesn't get a start that he does struggle to pass. Mm-hmm. We've seen it this weekend at the track we're racing Redbud, and I don't know that he's going to get a start against 450s um, at Redbud. Yeah. I'm not against Christian Craig. Uh, I know his name was thrown in the hat a little bit through some group text about him dropping down to 250. He is very fast. Um, he's ahead of Barsha in points, so I also think that he would be faster than Justin Cooper. That's yeah, I don't know what's going on with Cooper right now, but you can't – and he's got time. We're not naming the team, you know, for another month or so. But I don't know what's going on. Like, he's not the same guy. He's up and down. So, you know, in that if case – If I could pick, i send Barsha on a 250. Just yeah. because I know he'll do everything for Team USA. Not that the other guys won't, but, he, like, he'll – if Tony's winning the race and he's got number one on his place, other people may be like, oh, man, it's Tony. He's number one. Like, Barsha don't care. He will literally break his front wheel. He don't care. <laughs> and, I, and I support that. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you. He's ha- and every designations, the dude hasn't always won, but he's ridden his balls off and, you know, and done everything you can to, to try to – to win the race, so I mean, it, the, the race does look good if if we really get Team France and Netherlands and these even Italy and these teams, uh, Australia. We could have some really good teams. It could be awesome. It could be one of the best of nations in years. Yeah, absolutely. Paper. Uh, all right. So Sexton came on the show and said, "Hey, look, uh, he needs to do better in the sand races. Sands is uh, his arch enemy here. Tomac's closing in for this weekend. Uh, but I think the new new and improved Chase Sexton." I think can do better at this race, and uh, you know, you know, he's been working on it with the Honda guys and stuff. So, yeah, I think Sexton. Although he said that he's got to worry about uh, sand a little bit, I, I think Sexton will be right in the mix for the win. Yeah, I mean, I think he's on the podium for sure. If Eli shows up and he's the Eli that we've been seeing recently, I think Eli wins the race. But uh, I'm not worried about Chase. If I had to pick for a title, like JT said, I, I do pick Eli. I still think Eli's the favorite. Um, yeah, he went he went seven eight at Southwick last year, so not great. But yeah, I think he's Eli? a better guy. No, uh, Sexton. Oh, Sexton. 
Yeah. I mean, Eli went 10-11 at his home race last year. I, I don't look yep. too much into that. So right. um, I think Chase is fine. He's been back in Florida riding in the sand. Uh, he He's fine. So um, does he just dominate? I don't know. Ken, right. Kenny said he had an illness or something last week, so maybe yep. he gets better too. Very, very good in the sand. Max Anstey's claiming, you know, he's on the podium. So, um, you know. We'll yeah, you are, you are missing out on the 100 points that Max is going to give us this weekend. No, no. He's, I mean, I can pick him. I just I'm not picking him if I know what I know. Nah, he's fine. He's good. You and JT sound about the same. Yeah, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, okay, perfect. Okay. Uh, Anderson, I, I, I feel great because, oh, I, I mean, I always feel great. But something I said before the year, I said, look, Anderson's winless, national winless streak will end uh, this year, but he will make too many mistakes. And so far, it's only five rounds. I've kind of been right on that, uh, Dan. He's, he's been impressive. Got the win. But, dude, he just makes too many mistakes. Yeah, and they're little mistakes. Even going they back are. to the first yeah. first yeah. round at Paula, turn two, you know, just tangling with Barsha and things like that. You just you have to stay out of that kind of stuff to win championships. Um, and I think Eli's put himself in good spots. First lap, he's top five every time, and and that's what you know. The star guys are like, hey, if he's top five on the first lap, we're fine. You know, you have to get through that first lap. And Jason's had a lot of mistakes, whether they're his fault or not. He, he's yeah. been involved in them. Yep. Um, but speed wise, I mean, damn, he's had some of the fastest laps almost every moto. Um, but, yeah, you, you just can't make up for those kind of small mistakes. It's a bummer for sure. Yeah, it's funny. It's just something weird all the time. And we saw it in Supercross too, right, just either by himself with getting into it with guys or jumping off the track or whatever. He just – he's so loose on the bike that it, 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 he get loose results from that too, you know. No, 100%. So, you know, so, I, I yeah. I, but, I mean, I think, uh, you know, it's been an impressive year for him. Right now, if it ended right now with an injury, it's been an impressive year with the Supercross title and that national win. So uh, all yep. of that I'm good with. But, yeah, I just think he just he's too inconsistent, man, you know? Yep, for sure. It's the first laps for me. Uh, you know, you come around the first lap in 17th, right. 18th, you're just never going to catch those leaders. Uh, if I told you R.J. Hampshire went 1-1 this weekend, would you support that? Would you understand that? Yeah, 100%. 1-1 yeah, one, 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 this weekend, 14-13 <laughs> next weekend, right? <laughs> totally. RJ yeah. can win this weekend, and oh, I don't know 100%. if enough people are talking about that. Yeah, I mean, RJ, I mean, he lives for Southwick, I think. You know, he grew up in Florida Sand. He's, he's from Florida, and, I mean, I would not be surprised at all if RJ won. But he's a lot like Jason, right? He just has these uncharacteristic errors that – he, he puts himself in such bad position. He could have won Redbud. He was very far back at Redbud and still got fourth overall. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, he was b- b- back there both motos, right? So. Yeah. And I mean, I think he got a foot peg to the back. You know, he's got cuts all over him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, what you can't do that in that class. You know, you look at somebody like Hammaker who's just starting up front, and you're yeah. going to finish up front. You have to start up front in these classes. Uh, Hammaker obviously was up front at Redbud, and he went off the track there. That leads me – let's talk about that a little bit. And then Thunder Valley, he torpedoed Thrasher and my fantasy team as well. Other than that, dude, Seth Hammaker has been a real surprise and real steady. Yeah, he's been a, he's been a solid top 7-8 guy. Um, you know, no podiums yet, but you got to remember, he's only raced like – this is eight nationals, I think, ever. So, I mean, guys like Thrasher and these guys have way more national races than mm-hmm. him. So, yeah. um, yes, he's been in the class a little bit, but he had illnesses and, and injuries and things like that. So I think he's coming around. I think he's he's really good with the pro circuit team. I worked with him a little bit as an amateur, and you know, the kid's super respectful, and that goes a long ways in, in my book. He's, he's an awesome person, which do, is good. Do you have, like, uh, look, Kitchen's the next kid, kind of in the mold of Hammaker? And Kitchen's got that the the moto win and all that. Do you favor one or the other? I kind of just they're both solid to me. Yeah, for me they're both they're both pretty solid. Kitchen's uh, Supercross skills I didn't get to see too, a whole lot of it this year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so Hamaker did have, you know, he was very good in Supercross. You remember Oakland, and you know he had that crash and stuff. But he, he's obviously won a race and things like that. So I would favor Hamaker just for that, for the Supercross side of it. Um, you know, in that group, the LeBlanc and Thrasher thing, I laughed when you said it's kind of like uh, Fry and uh, Thrasher. <laughs> Fry, or yeah, the Romano and LeBlanc uh, and Thrasher. And yeah, LeBlanc. and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I see that too. I mean, LeBlanc showed speed here or there, but he's a lot like Fry to me, where he's super talented, but I don't know where it's going to go. Romano is a lot like Thrasher. If he shows up and wins a Supercross next year, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You know, the next group of kids, I know you don't watch amateurs much, but um, I think the, the next kid is a, is a kid named Drew Adams. I think he's the next kid. Uh, obviously behind Deegan in that group, he's behind those guys. Mm-hmm. But the kid's very good. He's only 14, and uh, and he's good. RV helps him out, and he's good. So. Oh, that's good. Uh, what does he ride? I don't even know. What, what he's, a, he's a team green kid. He just moved up to big bikes. Uh, okay. He's not Australian, yeah. is he? No, he's from, like, Alabama or something. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> I, I, I know this Australian Team Green kid, that name sounds close to that. Uh, who knows? Uh, all right, I think Dan- his name's Brad West or something. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Drew Adams, Brad West, same thing. <laughs> yeah, and, he, and Brad West rides a Yamaha now. No big deal. Oh, okay. All right, <laughs> moving on. Uh, it, all right, Dan, before we go, uh, Southwick, uh, give me your winners this weekend. Uh, look, it's it's just so easy to say Jed and Eli, but and if you do, that's fine. But wh- who you got? Uh, I'm going to go Hunter and Eli. Um, Jet went 9-3 there last year. He got tied up with Jalik. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's not that he's not great in the sand. I just feel like Hunter's got more experience in the sand. He went 1-1 there last year. Uh, Hunter raced a lot more GPs than him. So I give the nod to Hunter this week. I told Jet that yesterday. I said, you're going to start losing more points. And Big Brother's going to be, you know, double digits ahead after this week is what I told him. So, oh, we'll wow. seven, yeah, seven points right now. So, yeah, yeah things, are, things are getting tight. Uh, all right, Dan, thanks for uh, coming on. Again, get an Athena. Email us using the contact form. Dan will give you a discount, and hopefully they got it in stock and they don't ship it out to, uh, to someone who's already paid for it. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for uh, – or thanks, Dan, for listening. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. See all right, see you. That's Dan Truman, and that's another edition of the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. That's the intro. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here we go. Yep. Sorry. Guy's back and just he's just rattled already. Yep. Uh, but thanks to FMF Goggles, Pro Taper, Plum Creek Funding, Get, and Maxis all on board with us, especially the Fly Guys, Fly Racing. Check them out. Local dealer. Great stuff. Kinetic Mesh. Love it. Love it. All right. July 7th. July 14th. Millville. We'll be back next week talk about that and more thanks for listening